This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about the retirement planning timeline. We have a lot of people ask us, what should I be doing in the years leading up to retirement? And so today we're going to talk about the five years leading up to your desired retirement date and what are the things that you should be thinking about and when are the critical times to actually do them. So let's go ahead and start with the five years leading up to retirement. First, we're going to go ahead and key in on that five years from retirement date. Now, The first thing that you really want to start to be thinking about when you're planning your retirement is, when is that date? (laughs) And the thing about retirement is that can fluctuate, right? There are things in life that happen that sometimes bring the date closer, and there are things that sometimes push the date further back. But once you have kind of settled on an ideal retirement date, you want to go about five years backwards from that. And these are the things to start thinking about when it comes to planning. So first of all, the very first thing that we start with is inventorying your assets. So what does that mean? It means let's make a list, let's figure out what you actually have that is going to be able to be used to help support your lifestyle during your retirement. Inventorying your assets can be things like your old 401k plans. And you know, by the time somebody actually meets with us, most people have many old 401k plans from previous jobs. Most people don't have it all in one place. It's kind of scattered all over the place. So looking at those type of things, we want to look at your pools of investments that you've built, whether they're little ones, whether they're large ones, whether they're scattered all over or whether they're consolidated. We really want to just understand what do you have that's going to help support your lifestyle throughout retirement? We want to look at the financial accounts, but we also want to look at your hard accounts or your real property, things like real estate that you have, things like um, property that you might own, those type of things, everything that builds your net worth. We also want to look at the asset inventory in terms of insurance planning that you have. What are the current insurance plans that you have in place? And then evaluate them as to whether or not they're the right types of insurance to continue to carry forward through your retirement. So inventorying your assets, we generally consider that to be step one, and you wanna do that five years out from retirement. Now, when you inventory your assets, something that people often forget about is their stock options. Not everybody has stock options, but if you do have them, you wanna start to understand a couple of things. Number one, when are you going to be eligible to take that money and convert it into value for yourself? And number two, if you do decide on a retirement date that is before some of those stock options vest, what happens to them? If you retire, are there any provisions for that within the documents of the stock option plans, or do you actually lose the value of those? So it's important to really understand on stock options what happens within your company's plan when you actually retire. Okay, the next thing that we want to talk about then, five years out from retirement, is what your current cash flow is now and what your probable desired cash flow is going to be in retirement. Now, there's two ways to do this. There's the easy way and there's the hard way. (laughs) I'm all for the easy way, but some people really like to dig into the details, and if so, that's fine. We'll do the hard way. The hard way is by actually creating an anticipated budget. 
And around here, the B word, that's what we call it in our office, the B word, because <laughs> most people don't like to deal with a budget. But if you're one of those people that really digs spreadsheets, you really like to get into the nitty gritty details of things, then we have a great spreadsheet that we can share with you that will help you think through all the categories of spending and whether they're fixed expenses or whether they're variable expenses. When you think through the budget and you think through what life is going to look like after you actually pull the retirement trigger, it helps you understand what that cash flow need is going to be in retirement. And that's the desired end game here. We want to know what kind of cash flow you need in order to support the lifestyle you want to lead in retirement. Okay, so the easy way of doing this is by just simply thinking about your current lifestyle and then thinking about the things you no longer have to spend money on. So one of the big things that you no longer have to spend money on once you retire is FICA taxes. And for most people, that's at least 7.5% of their income. So you can chop that off because you don't have to push into Social Security or the Medicare system anymore if you're not getting wage income. The second thing that you can easily chop off of your budget from your current income now is you don't have to save for retirement anymore once you're in retirement. And let me tell you, that's an emotional shift for a lot of people to not be saving money any longer. If you've been doing it for 40 years and now you're ready to stop saving for the future, that's a big emotional paradigm shift that takes a little while to get used to. But for many people who are saving anywhere from 5 to 15 to 20% of their income, you can lock that off the top too because you really don't have to continue to save for retirement once you're in retirement. So for most people, that can be anywhere between, you know, these two things can be anywhere between like a 15 to 30% of their income. So what we suggest to people is that the easy way is take your current gross income and then figure to continue your lifestyle, you probably need anywhere from 70 to 85% of that to comfortably live. And then when we start talking about what that number looks like with people, they can get kind of a good gut feeling about whether or not that's a comfortable number. Okay, so that's the easy way and the hard way. And this is something that you should be looking at five years out from retirement to be able to get an understanding of it. And when we can say, here's what your anticipated need is and here's the inventory of your assets, it becomes fairly easy for a financial planner to say, gosh, yes, retirement in five years is something that absolutely looks reasonable or mm, pump the brakes a little bit. We're seeing numbers here that don't quite line up. So in order to make sure that you're on track financially, if you're five years out from retirement, that really is the ideal time to get your financial planning set up, to visit with a financial planner at one of our firms and to be able to say, hey, these are my, this is my information, this is what my desire is, am I on track for this to become a reality? And the five years before retirement is the right time to think about doing that. Another thing that you really want to focus on at that five-year mark before retirement is filling up your soon bucket with some money. Now, for those of you who've listened to me before, you've heard me talk about this bucket planning concept. We have a now bucket, which is money that's likely to need be needed in the next year. We have the soon bucket, which is where we want to spend income out of during retirement. And that soon bucket is designed to have money in it to cover the next 10 years. And then we have a later bucket, which is where everything else can go to be invested more for longer term. And ideally, what's happening in that later bucket is we're not touching that until at least 10 or more years from now. 
because everything we're going to spend is out of that soon bucket that I talked about. The soon bucket is designed to be 10 years. So if you're five years out for retirement, it's time for us to begin allocating some money to the soon bucket. We wanna move at least five years worth of anticipated income into the soon bucket at this point. And then going forward, we wanna to continue to add to it. So by the time you do retire, you've got 10 full years of income segregated in that soon bucket plus inflation in order to comfortably live the lifestyle you want and make sure that that income is to some degree preserved from crazy market fluctuation that can happen with the ups and downs of the markets. So that soon bucket is all about income and at the five year mark, we wanna start segregating some of that income. All right, from the time that you are five years out, this is also a good time because you've just done the asset inventory to really think about the concept of consolidating accounts. So that's kind of the last step we wanna talk about at the five-year mark is this account consolidation idea. One of the things that you're going to be paying attention to when you get into retirement is a concept called re required minimum distributions. Those start now when you're 72 years old and you have to take a certain amount out from any account that is a pre-tax account like an IRA or a 401k. Now, the rules say you don't have to take it out from each one, but you have to aggregate the balance and take out enough to cover them all. But it can come out from any account. So there can certainly be strategy about what accounts do you wanna take them from. However, this is the big deal here. If you don't take the right amount out, the reality is you're going to have an IRS penalty and the IRS penalty for a missed required minimum distribution is 50%. Yes, you heard that right. It's not 5% or 10%, it's 50%. So let's say you were supposed to take out $10,000 and you didn't, you've got now a $5,000 penalty that you're up against. So this is not one you wanna mess with my friends. <laughs> this is a big deal. So a lot of people begin to consolidate their accounts about five years out from retirement in order to make sure that they don't miss things, especially when it comes to that required minimum distribution planning. All right, that's five years out. Now let's go ahead and talk about three years out. You've gone a couple more years, you had your initial kind of strategy in place, three years out, what should we be doing? Well, number one, three years out, we wanna double check your social security and your pension benefits. We wanna make sure that the anticipated numbers are still on track to be what we had hoped they would be. Next, we need to load a little bit more money into that soon bucket because now instead of five years out, you're three years out. And in order to fill the next 10 years, we need at least seven years of money in that soon bucket. So we wanna load a little bit more money into the soon bucket to be segregated and focused on income for you and be a bit more conservative. Another thing you really wanna do at the three-year mark is to get your beneficiary information in order. Double check your beneficiaries, make sure they are who you say they want to be. Now, one thing for those of you listening that you should know is that there was a lot of overhaul and change made to the retirement planning landscape with the SECURE Act that happened at the very tail end of 2019. And what that did was it changed the rules for how beneficiaries have to take money out of retirement accounts. So the game and the landscape has shifted with that. That means it's a very important time frame to look at your beneficiaries, understand what the rules are for them when it comes to a retirement accounts and things that they may inherit, 
and then get those beneficiary pieces in order. The last thing I want to say that is a good idea to do at the three-year mark is to really evaluate the long-term care needs. Long-term care means needing some type of longer-term care for some chronic illness that could be physical or it could be mental. Long-term care is handled in a variety of settings. It can be home health care, it can be at an assisted living facility, it could be at a skilled nursing facility, or even an Alzheimer's or dementia type of unit. The long-term care issue is a major issue that faces retirees. Now, if you have enough money saved, you may be able to fund your own care, but if you have just enough saved for retirement, and especially if you're married, it may be really important to put this type of coverage into place in order to make sure you protect the lifestyle for your spouse to continue to live if you need that actual chronic care. So three years out is the ideal time to make sure you have this protection in place and that you have it as part of the budget for retirement because let's face it, these types of coverages are not inexpensive. They can cost quite a bit, but the cost of not having them and then going into the nursing home and blowing up your retirement plan that has been carefully laid has a much higher cost than covering it. So three years out, evaluate whether or not you need that long-term care insurance. Congratulations to Mary Stirk and the team at Stirk Financial for earning a spot on two Forbes lists, Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors and Forbes Top Women in Wealth for four years running. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, where we're mapping out the timeline leading up to retirement. So we've talked about some of the things that you need to do five years before retirement and three years before retirement. Let's go ahead and keep getting a little closer. Around two years before retirement is the ideal time to start thinking about your housing situation. Are you in your forever home already? Or are you going to be thinking about downsizing and changing residences when it comes to retirement? Many people go through a downsizing and it can take time to get there. Where you live, you've probably accumulated lots of stuff and it takes time to kind of go through that. So explore your housing options and in light of retirement, determine where do you want to live and what type of size of house might that be for you. Another thing to think about doing around two years out for retirement is giving that retirement budget a little bit of a test drive. See if you can cut back on some expenses. See if you can comfortably live on the amounts that you're planning on. Give it a test drive for a few months. If you feel squinched, if you feel like that's just not enough cash to live on and that's not the way you want to live the rest of your life, that's really important information to understand. So this is a good time to give it a test drive to really make sure you've got your timing and your cash flow dialed in for retirement. Okay, one year before you retire, there's a few things that are very important to consider. Number one, you're gonna to wanna to make a final decision about when you're gonna claim your social security benefits. Because once you've decided what to do and you wanna put that plan into place, it can take some time. So you're gonna to wanna to decide and then when are you going to actually trigger those. The second thing is you're gonna to wanna to develop a retirement withdrawal strategy. Now here's where your financial planner can really help you with this. If they're a holistic type of fiduciary planner, they're gonna be able to look at the whole picture, not just the investments, but they're also gonna be able to look at cash flow and the taxes. 
there is different ways money is taxed when it comes out of accounts. And this is so important for you to understand. Not all income is taxed the same. And certain types of income that you take can impact the taxation on other types of income. So creating a withdrawal strategy that is going to effectively manage your taxes and get you the amount of after-tax money you need to comfortably live on is the key to planning. And that's something you really want to get into place about a year out so you have your strategy in place and you know what to do. You also at this time want to evaluate whether or not you have decisions to make in your 401k with employer stock. Some 401k plans have employer stock inside of them, and if yours does, you really want to make sure you talk to the 401k company, find out what the rules are for the employer stock, because there are different ways that that can be handled. You may be eligible to do something called a net unrealized appreciation rollover versus leave the money in the plan, and there's different taxation that happens for those. Not all plans allow it, but it's time at this point to figure out how that's going to work for you in your plan if you have employer stock. Another thing you want to do that one year before you retire is load some more money into that team bucket. Remember, by the time you retire, the goal is to have at least 10 years worth of money segregated to be able to take income out of that is more conservatively managed than the rest of your portfolio. So you're only one year out now. We want to get at least nine years in that soon bucket so that you have it there and ready for you when to retire. Another thing you want to do at the one-year mark is to really finalize your plans for health insurance post-retirement. Are you at the age where you can roll right into the Medicare system? If so, great, but let's plan out when you need to get that started and pull the triggers and push the buttons to get Medicare set up for yourself. Are you gonna be on COBRA for a while? Are you gonna to have to go get individual health insurance for a while? All of those things really need to be addressed at that one year mark out from retirement so you have your plan in place and you know when to take action. Because what you don't wanna have happen is that there is a gap between your health insurance you have through your job and the health insurance you have once you're retired. We don't want there to be a gap in that timeline. Another thing that frequently people do is they get a lot of their medical checkups done and get a lot of things taken care of medically while they're still on their group plan. Sometimes that group plan has a much better benefit package than what you're going into. So you want to look at those benefits and decide, gosh, do I want to get this thing taken care of before I retire on my current health plan? Or do I want to wait until I retire and whatever's covering me then maybe is going to do a better job of it? Another thing you really want to focus on that one year before you retire is do you have your estate plan in place? So an estate plan can help protect you and your assets while you're alive and protect your family once you're gone. The estate planning is a little bit different for everybody, but for most people we recommend at least a three pack of documents. We recommend a will, which is going to say who gets your stuff. We recommend a financial power of attorney, which is letting somebody have power to take care of your financial accounts if you become mentally unable to. And number three, we recommend a healthcare power of attorney, which is a little bit broader than the actual living will. It does say who, you know, pull the plug, don't pull the plug, but it also says who can have authority to make medical decisions for you if you're temporarily unable to do it on your own. So those are the three estate planning documents that by one year out to retirement, we really recommend that you have in place. Okay, 
A few months before you retire, there are some definite things to think about too. And one of them is to start migrating from work to home. And what I mean by this is many people have their office set up or their workplace set up, which is their place of getting business done, including some personal things. So a lot of people have an email address at work that's their primary email. We will want to migrate to having one at home, so setting up a personal email and then getting your things migrated over to there so you don't miss it once that work email is no longer there. You're also going to want to think about any other personal accounts that need to get migrated over, you know, logins to things, things like that, that need to go to that new personal email. Another thing from that migration is moving personal files from your work computer back over to your home computer so that you have access to those. A lot of times people don't even think about this until like the week before retirement and then it takes a long time and it's kind of a mess for them to do. So think about doing that in the few months before you retire. You'll want to finalize arrangements with your employer from a resignation standpoint and visit with the HR team about your benefits, what is going to continue, what's going to end. And then if you're going to continue Social Security or you're going to have Social Security trigger right after you retire, you really want to get in there about three months before you retire and make sure you get that Social Security lined up. All right. That's a lot to be thinking about before you retire. That's why we say start five years out. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about that one to three months before you retire from an emotional standpoint. Here's the thing. If you've worked your whole life, retirement probably seems like a wonderful dream. For some people, they retire and they say things like, gosh, I'm so busy now, I don't know how I ever had time to work before. But for some people, once the initial honeydew list is done, it becomes really difficult to figure out ways to fill their time and feel fulfilled as a person. So I don't know what kind of experience you're gonna have, but I can tell you that people who spend some time before they retire thinking about the emotional impact of retirement have a much more successful retirement experience. So to emotionally prepare for retirement, especially in the few months leading up to it, think about what your day-to-day -day life is gonna be like. Think about how you actually wanna spend the time. Once that honeydew project list is done, what's next for you? What are you gonna spend your time doing? and making sure that your finances are aligned in order to be able to provide you with the money to do the things that you wanna do in retirement. Another thing you wanna think about is what, the, what is that gonna look like in terms of time with your spouse? For most people, both spouses have been working and retiring now puts you in a situation where you're spending a lot more time together, which for most couples can be absolutely wonderful, but for some can start to be a little bit frustrating. <laughs> And let me also tell you this, if one of your spouses has, if one spouse has been retired before the other one is, they've already established their routine and the next spouse retiring can sometimes upset their apple cart. So be cognizant of that and have those discussions with your spouse ahead of time. That will lead to a much more pleasant retirement experience as you move into it. All right, so now you're here. It's time for you to retire. You've pulled the retirement trigger your home, what should you be thinking about then? Well, in the timeline for retirement, what I wanna say is enjoy yourself, enjoy this time, spend your assets wisely, but love the life that you've created and spend your time doing what your heart desires. That is what retirement is all about. 
enjoying life, enjoying the fruits of your labors for so many years. All right, I hope this has been very helpful as you think about the timeline of planning for your own retirement. And as always, our financial planners are here to help when you're ready to pick up the phone and give us a call and start that planning. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data, rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The award is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.